Caulfield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. What's going on, everybody? It's that time of the week. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcast, the SHW Podcast. This is our wrestling. B-Double Brandon Benefield, the great Gerard Bonner, and the beautiful Diana Michelle V3 coming at you. Hot off the heels of SHW 58 Year of Honor. And, uh, man, what a show it was. Uh, of course, we're going to recap that here for you in just a couple minutes. But, you guys, how are we doing? Getting through the week. Another week. It's a long weekend, am I right? Everybody, is everybody yes. off Monday? I'm oh, not, yeah, that's but I'm going right. to act like I am. Yeah. Just going to pretend. Yeah. Maybe not work a whole lot while I'm there. But yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for the weekend. 2024 has come in like gangbusters. And so I am glad that we are here. And uh, yeah, what a week. And I'm honored to be able to talk about this year of honor. What a start for 2024 for SHW. Oh, man, it was insane. Uh, it was okay. So we we went into the show knowing for sure we we're going to have two championship matches. We knew mm -hmm. we we're going to see the JTS legacy title defended. We knew there was going to be a huge SHW tag team championship match uh, yeah. taking place. We ended up with four title matches, mm -hmm. those two that I just mentioned, as well as the SHW Championship and mm -hmm. the IWTV World Championship also defended in an impromptu match. Uh, yeah. And on top of that, we had – I've lost count of how many debuts we had right. the other oh night. Gosh. I mean, right. yeah. several, several debuts, uh, and it was just absolutely crazy. So um, where should we start here? Let's start with number one. Match number one, it was the JTS Legacy Championship right off the bat. No mm -hmm. fluff to start the beginning. Well, no pun intended with Fluffman. He came out later. <laughs> yeah. But no no fluff as far as any kind of promos. Like, we just got right into the show. Right into oh, yeah. Right into the action. It was the JTS Legacy title. Bad boy. Hashtag bad boys for life. Mm -hmm. uh, Chip Day taking on Hunter James. Hollywood Hunter James. Right. Across my screen right there. Just <laughs> right. Just... Hashtag bad boys yeah. for life. Yes. Done and done. Yes. There you see it. Here we go. Boom. Thank you. No to sell. I love how we post. do that. Yes. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but, man, uh, you guys, I mean, this has been brewing for months. This has been brewing since the anniversary show back in October when mm -hmm. Hunter James attacked Chip on the stage after he successfully defended that title. And uh, Chip's been wanting to get his hands on him ever since. And he finally got his hands on him. And it, it didn't quite end the way I think a lot of people thought. However, it ended in a way that I think we all thought we knew Chip was just going to just lay in and beat the living you-know-what out of Hunter James, and that's exactly what happened. Ended up being, I believe they called it a no contest uh, as mm -hmm. the way it ended. But, uh, Diana, I think I, I know your thoughts, but you want to kind of give us uh, your take on that match? Well, yeah, it ultimately did end the way I thought because I said Chip was not going home without that title. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what they called the outcome of the match – he didn't go home without that title. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? Look, what's she gonna do? Song. Yeah. What's she gonna do? He he kicked the living crap out of Hunter James. Mm. That's I mean, yeah. We all knew it. He was mad, he was hurt, he was pissed. Mm -hmm. He got his revenge and he, he he did not let up. And I don't this is not over. Not one bit. It's it's so so not over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I want to start by saying that perhaps, I, I don't know if it was because uh, Chip Day started the show. I don't know if it was because she just found out she was nominated. But Diana had some extra stank on her all <laughs> night Friday night. In from a good the way. Pre -show, in a good way. From the pre-show <laughs> 
all the way through. Like, it was just this extra lemon pepper. I mean, like, she was in her bag. I don't know if it was 2024 and people were trying to come after her crown. And she said, I'm about to show all of y'all. But that's what Friday night was. And it started with <laughs> bad boy, right? That's like, right. It, was a, it was a thing. <laughs> um, we've seen Chip Day mad before. There's Kyle yeah. Matthews. There's the Kenway. And in each of those scenarios, it was uh, an increasing level of intensity. He was intense with Kyle Matthews. Then this whole Kenway thing shook us, right? Mm-hmm. This Hollywood Hunter James thing, Mm-mm. there was a look in Chip Day's eye that I have not seen before. And I, you know, naturally when you have these kinds of grudge matches, you know, usually within the first five minutes, everybody gets their steam off. Mm-hmm. And then they finally settle into a wrestling match and they're just trying to compete. Mm-mm. Whole match, whole time, that same level in, of intensity was an issue. And it ultimately came down to who was going to hit the brain buster. We did right. not anticipate that infamous spot there on the top of the stage where uh, if you get hit with a brain buster, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, and That's what happened to Hunter James. And interestingly enough, usually when people get hurt, other wrestlers, they just stay away. It was like that no contest infuriated Chip, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Chip just went in. I mean, you know, it, it was a thing. It was a thing. So I think Hollywood Hunter James will probably think twice before challenging Chip Day again. Lessons were learned. Lessons were learned. You would hope. You would hope so. But well. but well, here's the thing, too, though. Like, I feel like Hunter did it to himself because Hunter was the one that kept taking them up to the stage in mm-hmm. order to hit the brain buster on Chip multiple True. times. Like he was True. bound and determined to hit that move in that spot that you talked about, GB. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, it gets counter. Chip hits it. And like you said, just laid him out. And and I got nervous. I mean, multiple refs came out. Our, our medic from the back came out to check on him. And that was they still weren't able to hold Chip off. Uh, eventually they were, but I mean, he still was, was just teeing off on, uh, on Hunter James and you would hope Hunter would learn his lesson and we'll see what happens moving forward. But, uh, I don't know, but I mean, that was, that was just kicking off the show. And I mean, that's yeah, because we weren't sure where that was going to fall on the card when it was first announced. I mean, that's right. worthy match right there. That's semi main at least. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so to kick off the show, I mean, it's the year of honor. First show of the, of 2024 got to start it off in a huge way. And that's exactly what we did. So. Uh, following that up, though, we had, uh, well, just a quick flashback to like the week before, I believe it was, at Beyond Wrestling. Uh, oh, yes. The Atrocity Cruel had defeated Alec Price, the other man that's been running around calling himself the IWTV World Champion, when we all know at SHW that Cruel is the true IWTV World Champion. So now they fought each other. Cruel was successful. Cruel uh, defeated Alec Price and is now Brutally. the undisputed. What's that? brutally yeah yeah absolutely and uh in, in typical cruel fashion and yeah. uh so now he's the undisputed iwtv world champion and of course from action wrestling action ceo matt griffin comes down to the ring to uh i guess kind of well he admitted that cruel is now officially the iwtv champion which we knew all along but in his eyes that wasn't the case so he officially admits it uh and and uh but he still was kind of downplaying cruel and you know how how dare the shw audience cheer for a guy like cruel and uh you know all this kind of stuff then of course gary lamb comes out our gm they start kind of going at it a little bit and then unannounced we didn't know he was in the building the atrocity Mm -hmm. cruel himself 
IWTV world champion shows up, comes down to the ring. And, uh, I mean, it's been quite a while. We, we hear loud pops in the action building mm-hmm. every month, right? This one, this one is ranks right up there towards the top for me. And I've been there since, you know, uh, October of 2018. And this one, I had the roof shaking in the action building. This Literally. pop was cool. I was, it was crazy. It was crazy. And the uh, vision of him standing there, like just surprised everybody, I think. But then he had yeah. those titles draped around his shoulders. Yeah, and- he's got his title belt. And then he took the title belt that, that Price mm-hmm. had been carrying around. And so mm-hmm. now he's holding two IWTV title belts. I mean, it was a visual, man. It was something to behold for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I wasn't expecting it, but it was welcomed. Yeah. It was welcomed. Matt Griffith. Once again, hotel did out of there pretty quick, and uh, that's always fun to see, right? One of my favorite things over the last several months <laughs> is him diving into the front row over the guardrails. Pretty, pretty awesome. He's getting good at it. Right. I hope so. <laughs> right. I had the same thought. You know, the Olympics are in uh, July, August, so yeah. here we go. <laughs> Maybe he'll want to go to Paris or something. I don't know, but yeah. Shout out to Cruel, the undisputed. IWTV uh, world champion. You know, this whole situation kind of reminds me, I hate going this far back, but kind of reminds me of, you know, when everybody was saying the world was flat and it was really round. Like, Mm. you guys are just realizing it. Of course it's been round. Like, stop (laughs) playing. You know, so I know, and and maybe because, you know, Mr. Griffin. Is Matt Griffin, you think Matt Griffin's a flat earther? I bet that wouldn't surprise me. I bet he probably (laughs) is. Wouldn't surprise me, you know, (laughs) in his rotund space. But with that said, uh, you know, he came out also, you know, drinking a spirit or two, which also Mm -hmm. could have altered his reality. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's intriguing. But the image and this is what I was going to say, uh, you know, 2022 is when we got our first taste of seeing the IWTV World Championship in an SHW ring, courtesy of, of course, AC Mack when he had his first defense, strangely enough, at the February show, which is two years from our upcoming show. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of us realized how much the IWTV World Championship would find its home in an SHW <laughs> ring. We have seen a ton of IWTV World title defenses in our building which says an awful lot. Now, I'll probably have to go check somebody's record to see if there's another building that has held more title defenses, you know, in these last two years besides ours. But we've got to rank pretty high up there. And Mm -hmm. uh, so seeing Cruel with that title, it's not every day that you can say, hey, there's a world champion and he's one of ours. We've been able to say that now for two years straight from AC Mack into cruel and so it's exciting now that the rest of the world has to acknowledge what we've been acknowledging the whole time cruel as the undisputed iwtv world champion absolutely and of course we've got another iwtv world championship match coming up that we just found about uh, found out about earlier today it's coming up february 2nd shw 59 we'll talk about that at the end of this show but what ended up happening last friday was an impromptu iwtv world title match as Alexander Moss, the absolute truth, comes out to the ring. Now, we had heard before the show that uh, that Anthony Agogo perhaps had, had hurt his back during training. We weren't sure if that meant he would be there or not. And it turns out Alexander Moss comes to the ring and says, unfortunately, his opponent, Ogogo was not there tonight. But he wanted to seize this opportunity with Cruel being in the ring. And I said before Moss even showed up, I told you, GB, I said, I don't know about you, but Cruel looks like he's ready to fight. And, and yeah. you were like, yeah, I mean, he's always ready to fight. It doesn't matter right. when, it doesn't matter where. And so uh, Gary said, you know what? 
So be it. Let's make it a title match. And there you go. We have an IWTV impromptu world championship matchup. And uh, Moss, you know, uh, is no pushover by any means. Uh, however, when you're going up against the atrocity, cruel, that kind of monster, I mean, it's hard for anybody to uh, to go toe-to-toe with, with cruel. And so Moss, you know, there was a couple of glimmers of hope there. Uh, throughout the matchup but overall cruel kind of uh did what he does and that's destroy people and uh he kind of he took it to uh, alexander moss but hey props to moss for showing up mm-hmm. and taking taking advantage of an opportunity and and getting yeah. an impromptu world championship match right so. he did not come in that building thinking he was going to be competing for a world title at right. all right but right. you know he, he put on a good showing for it but you walked into the unknown there's no way to prepare yourself for an unknown title shot much less a world title shot against mm-hmm. cruel <laughs> i don't care how much you do prepare you're never going to be prepared for that yeah yeah no i i completely agree i mean you guys said it all and again props to moss for showing up because again he could have just said no 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 not gonna do this but mm-mm. he said i get one shot i'm gonna take it and so it might be cruel and i might leave battered and bruised but there was a three second chance that he could actually leave his champion, and he was willing to take that chance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Cruel defending successfully, still your IWTV World Champion, and of course we will see him next month as well. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But moving on down the card, Alexander Lev taking mm. on the debuting Cody Fluffman. Fluff in the house, and I will tell you what, as far as debuts go and having the crowd behind you during your love- debut match, Man, talk about crowd support. Fluffman, first time in an SHW ring. Now, he's been in the building a few times. We've seen him in the crowd over the last few months. Uh, We've seen him backstage for a long time at SHW. And, uh, man, but the crowd just loved Cody Fluffman. And, of course, we did as well. It was great to see him in his debut. And uh, had it not been for another surprise debut by Adrian Ward Wrestling's Warden, coming in and assisting Lev with the referee's back turned, then I think Fluffman would have had the match won. However, thanks to Warden, uh, Alexander Lev comes out successful and gets the win over Fluff. But the good thing, Diana, we got I to got see the steamroller. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was it was, it was was an attempt, an attempt, an attempt, but it finally got him down. And God, I was on my feet. I was screaming. I was excited. It was just like, do it again. Do it again. That's my favorite thing ever. It's, it's that pretty is my awesome. favorite thing ever. I love it. I love <laughs> me some Fluffman. Yeah, yeah. Fluff is the guy. And again, as I saw that steamroller, I immediately looked at you, Diana, <laughs> because I was stuff. so happy. Fluff <laughs> is the stuff and hashtag roll tide, hashtag thank you, Nick Saban. Um, and so it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I knew that would be slightly polarizing. I just slipped it in and kept on moving. Um, but you know, to your point, I, I think I can say this. Uh, Fluffman may have had the greatest SHW debut in terms of support since Hold My Beer Hansen. Mm. I mean, like, really, when you think mm-hmm. about it, it is the, the 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 action building is a very difficult place to debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These people know who they like. They know who they came to see. And so to win them over that early was amazing. Fluff won a lot of people over. And this is one of those cases where even if you didn't win, you won. You won. And I think Mm -hmm. he totally won in terms of hopping into the people's hearts, literally becoming a lot of people's new favorite guy. 
you know, he he's that guy. And so I definitely want to see him again. I'm excited. And yeah. it certainly looks like this thing between him and Lev and now the warden. Uh, I, I, it's wild. You know, people will find, and I mentioned uh, the name of Hold My Beer Hanson. It just reminds me of the interesting ways that people will find to get onto an SHW card. Whether mm -hmm. they've got a hack our podcast, come in through the back door, ride their motorcycle through, dress up in a gorilla suit. Like they'll do any of those kinds of things to make a debut. And that's what the warden did. He just showed up out of nowhere. I don't know that anybody saw him. Yeah. And uh, he interfered and cost Fluffman the match. I'm sure we'll be seeing more. And I don't know what the connection is between him and Lev, but it appears as though there's a connection as they walked yeah. out of the ring together. Does this mean that Lev has a faithful follower? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, we, we there was some discussion after the show just trying to figure out what was what. I mean, now – GB, you and I go back to the early days of when, when the Nightmare Factory camps were first yes. starting, uh, yes. when One Fall Power Factory became the Nightmare Factory, and then they started having these these camps where, like, the graduation classes and the showcase shows that we've been at. Uh, yeah. And so we've seen both of those guys, and I don't mm -hmm. know if it's just a Nightmare Factory connection that they share or if there's something deeper. Like you said, does he have a faithful follower? Uh, Lev, uh, does he have a faithful follower? And Warden, I don't know. Uh, I guess time will tell. We'll find out. But like you said, I don't think it's over with Fluff. Uh, if, no. I mean, we, we, we know fluff, like I said, he's been backstage at the shows for a long time. And so, uh, I know he's not going to take that lying down. And if he is lying down, he's going to steamroll right over him once again. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so I, man, it was so, so cool to see him, uh, finally in a ring in a match. And, uh, like you said, man, what a debut, what a debut, yeah, what a reaction from that crowd. I had everybody talking. I mean, everybody was excited ahead of time. Ever since the pie to the face, I think that's when people really were like, oh, this is going to be good. This yeah. is, like, I might not know well, much about this guy. Left picking good. on, you know, a regular guy. He's mm -hmm. picking on him for whatever. No reason. Just, oh, I could go on. I'm just not going to. I'm not <laughs> well, going to go deep. Well, it's, it's I, I'll dig in and didn't just because I talked about this on commentary. And that is, I think one of the appeals and the allure to Flushman is he is, uh, in the words of Dusty Rhodes, he's the common man. He's the yeah, everyday guy, you know. And so where people might not be able to see themselves in an Alexander Lev, they can see themselves in a Cody Fluffman, um, someone who enjoys life. Someone who's not going to sit up and just say, okay, I can only eat this and only eat that and do this. Right. And do that. He's going to live. and Body positive, maybe. Absolutely. And I think people can relate to that because that is more of a reflection of the everyday person, <laughs> you know, who might rock with community cakes versus somebody who just has, you know, a small sliver of cake once a year. So, well, yeah, we, we we love Fluffman around these parts, and uh, I'm excited for him. Community cakes and a magnificent mullet. Ah, yes. The, <laughs> the mullet, mullet is, Messiah. That is a yeah. magnificent mullet, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you mentioned Messiah there, and it just made me think of this. Like, And I talked about this on commentary, too. I might have mentioned it on the pre-show as well. I can't remember. But the thing about Lev, and Lev's been kind of getting under everybody's skin over the last few months. But at the same time, I've mentioned before, you start hearing a little more and more and more and more of the audience starting to chant along with him about being faithful. And it's like, uh oh, is he getting some sort of following here? But the thing is, I mentioned to you, GB, that it's almost like he's disrespecting the the championship legacy of SHW because yes. we had a savior. Now he's the Messiah. Well, we had a guy that would snatch the mic from Diana to do his own intro. And now we have Lev doing the same thing. And not only that, of course, I'm referencing AC Mack, 
but he also mm-hmm. got in AC Mac's face a couple of months ago when he filled in for UGB, saying yeah. that Lev is now the new loudest mouth in the South. And the guy's just, he, dare I say, become a loose cannon, and we're not really mm. sure what to make of it. And I, I don't know like, what Find your own gimmick, dude. Like, I don't know what he's, I, I, I think he's, if he's just trying to frustrate everybody on purpose, if he yes. is, it's working. Uh, yes. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. And, and this whole thing now with Warden, where you know where that's going, I have no idea. Is he a faithful member, faithful follower? Uh, we'll we'll find out soon enough, I'm, I guess. But uh, moving on down the card. Um, well, actually, before we got into this next matchup, I believe that's when. And I apologize again, Diane. I, I hate to interrupt you while you're in the ring doing your thing. But uh, you know, when duty this calls, when the Snake Man shoots the text, we got to let the mm-hmm. fans know. And mm-hmm. this was so bizarre. Because just as Jake the Snake back in the day would give his these weird, mysterious promos that would make you think and make you really listen hard and like, what exactly is he talking about here? Well, you, I was in the ring with you, Diana. I showed you the text. It was just as confusing as one of his promos where we were like, wait, <laughs> so apparently Sunny Days is missing. Is there like some sort of ransom? There's some sort of some sort of note that was sent to Jake about it. I don't know, but we found out he wasn't in the building. Sunny Days, that is, and. But there, but there still had to be a tag title match, according mm-hmm. to Jake. And so what that meant for Salvador, we weren't sure. Was he going to have to fight the match solo, or would he be able to find a partner uh, before match time? And, of course, uh, we would come to find that out later in the evening, and we'll get to that. But that was the text I got, and that's uh, when I let the fans know right before this next matchup, which was another great tag team matchup featuring two more debuts in mm-hmm. SHW. Uh, of course, it was the Akuto Death Society, Kevin Ryan and Chris Crunk taking on the debuting former Ring of Honor world champion, Jonathan Gresham. Yes, I said Jonathan Gresham in an SHW ring mm-hmm. teaming with an unlikely partner from the Nightmare Factory, Michael Solar, who Gresham is uh, somewhat taken under his wing and uh, kind of helping uh, train him a little bit, I guess you could say. And uh, I'm not really sure the the full connection there, but um, it was an interesting uh, pairing for sure. And, uh, again, a great match up until the end, which kind of ended in a very convoluted sort of way. But um, up to that point, I thought it was a, a good showing by all four guys. What y'all think? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always cool when, when a, a national promotions world champion shows up at Southern Honor. Yeah. I mean, that's always like, what is going on? And for him to take, you know, Solar and – and kind of take him, like you said, under his wing and, and kind of help train him up in the way he should go. So when he's old, he will not depart. Okay. That was that's cool. I enjoyed the whole match. I did. Akuto Death Society, they keep getting better and better mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. better. And and it's no doubt that they have a great connection with each other and, and their teamwork is is awesome. Um I don't understand banding whatever it was a confusing thing to me and, and that's just because i am who i am i'm biased well, well the pin i want an ending i understood the pin was confusing for the rep because both guys yes. shoulders were down however what i where i was confused was why not restart the match or why not, why go not restart? five and more I, minutes I, or, I, even I, said I, that. I was like we're gonna restart and he said no it's yeah. no contest so i was like okay and, and i guess we have a show to get to we have the rest of the we show we have i don't know it's but like it, what part of it's it like good. well we have a curfew at the building. We have to be at a certain time. Well, the owner <laughs> gotta, of the building, the owner of the building owns the company. So, like, I don't think that was the case. But I don't know. I I digress. That's my task. I digress. I digress. Either way, it was a great match. I, I enjoyed it. Love to see it again, or yeah. at least some kind of combination of that. 
Yeah, it was a match full of stories. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. the Akuto Death Society. Again, I believe this is their third time in SHW. Every time they show up, they are wildly impressive. It contains, of course, the very first ever SHW champion going up against two debuts. One is a brand new guy, uh, relatively new to the business in Michael Solar. And then his, I guess it's his mentor, who just happens to be a former Ring of Honor uh, world champion, a former <laughs> Progress world champion, only one of the top 10 wrestlers in the world in 2022. Like, this pretty, is pretty, a, good, pretty good mentor. <laughs> pretty good mentor. Yeah. Pretty good mentor. Um, you know, his wife is fighting for the knockouts title tomorrow. I mean, like, it's just and, a thing. Yeah. You know, it's just a thing. So it, there was there were a lot of stories that were there. We hadn't publicly known the connection between Jonathan Gresham and Michael Solar. So when we first found out about it, we were like, this is an odd pairing. But mm -hmm. we could really see as the match was progressing, Gresham was literally there to instruct and to really help and, and see if Solar was walking out all of the things that they had talked about before. And you could tell there were some moments where the teacher was getting frustrated with the student, and but he came in and helped out. And there's a part of me that wonders what was the car ride home for Solar mm. and Gresham? Because I would imagine Gresham would have thought that we're going to win this match. And I don't know if you'd prefer a loss over a draw or a no contest, but that might not have sat well. We don't know. Uh, certainly, we, we don't know how it would have ended seeing that both teams had their shoulders pinned to the map. We may find out again at some time in the future, but I will tell you this. Give me Jonathan Gresham in an SHW ring against a flagpole. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that matchup was followed by yet another Southern Honor in-ring debut by mm -hmm. uh, one Damian Tangra taking uh, on yes. the ugly duckling Rob Killjoy. And of course, anytime Rob Killjoy is in the ring, it's a fun, it's a fun time because he makes his way out there. The whole crowd starts flapping their wings. He gets the whole crowd to get behind him. They put their they put their wings in the pile and you know, go <laughs> go quack, 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 you know. And it's it's so fun. It's so fun watching Rob Killjoy. I, I've been really happy to see that he's been returning over the last several months. Mm -hmm. It had been a long time up until a few months ago that we'd seen him in SHW. Right. And now it's you know, he's kind of become a, a regular again. And uh, it's it's been good to see him back. And it was also a great debut, I thought, for Tangra, who we haven't seen uh, uh, in an SHW ring yet. Of course, he's been around the Southeast for about the past five years, uh, doing some big things in action wrestling. And uh, the man from Bulgaria was out to prove a point. And uh, I thought he did a great job. And um, it was what happened after the match, though, I think that left everybody with their mouths, their jaws on the floor. It was the uh, the appearance Mm. Of the giants that uh, mm. would be known as yes. chosen, mm. and uh, that's we, a big man. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, mm. that's a big man. He had to duck coming through the yeah the archway. He had to duck. Yeah, this was uh, <laughs> as, as good of a match as it was, which uh, Killjoy came out victorious. But uh, it, it was a great match. But everybody he was felt, talking about. I don't, I don't think he felt victorious. I think right. He hurt. That's the thing. Like on paper, <laughs> uh, you know, in the record books, he goes down with that yeah, W. But w. By the end of it, him and Tangra both did not feel like winners after Chosen got into the ring. It was it was weird. It was like um, this weird buzz from the crowd, and then almost like almost like a hush came over everybody because everybody was stunned of like jaws on the floor. Like 
what are we seeing? You know, like GB, you and I were both just like, who, who is this guy? Yeah. What is happening right now? And I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, if it's not there, it'll be on IWTV before too long. Uh, some photos did get posted uh, this past week. And so go on uh, SHW's Facebook to see some of the pictures, but the pictures don't even do it justice. And he looks huge in the pictures, but they it don't even do huge. it justice. You got to see it. Like, it was like, yeah, watching Thor. Yeah. And you know when Loki sends the destroyer or whatever you call him to 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 kill Thor when he's immortal, I mean when he is mortal, whatever, and this big metal monster dude who can just do all kind of stuff comes <laughs> trekking through that poor town. Yeah, that's like that. what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It was, <laughs> that's it what it looked like to me. And I was like, I, I remember I looked back at Cheyenne and my head was like, girl, that is a big mm-hmm. dude. I mean, and I couldn't even say it enough because it was just like, this dude is huge. Yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. And we've had mm-hmm. a lot of debuts of big guys in the SHW last couple of weeks. But good God. Yeah. Chosen ain't no joke. Nope. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with anything about this guy. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, we've heard people talk even about Even if it's past- wrong. Even if it's wrong. <laughs> right. Like, you know, he, he could say it's going to snow. Who am I? Who okay. are me to judge? Well, right? he'd be able to tell before anybody else because he's so he tall. Probably exactly. could. <laughs> he probably could. So, yeah, it, it it's he's just one of those guys where you have to see him to believe it. And pictures don't do it justice. I mean, even if you go back and watch it on IWTV, you you just I I remember. Yeah, it, it, yeah. He's, he's massive. He He's massive. And um, I, I just. The the other thing was because it was interesting. First, you see the promo, and the promo is like, "Wow, on this screen, that's amazing." But then it's like it literally came to life. Yeah, like it came from the screen, almost like three D. And here he comes, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, you're a real person." Oh, you're real, <laughs> and you're here. Oh yeah. Okay, and then nobody knew why he was here. You know who he was? He going after? We didn't know he had any stake in the game. And he went after everybody. He takes everybody's stake in the game. Everybody. Clearly. All the stake goes to Chosen. Everybody's stake. Yeah. Yeah. He (laughs) takes all of it. I I, I don't know how much experience he has, uh, but I do know this. A seven-footer or however tall he is, he looks massive. Monster. Probably seven, two, seven, three. You know, this guy, he's special. Yeah. And, And your average person is not going to be able to stand eyeball to eyeball. It'll be more like eyeball to navel with this guy. <laughs> yeah, no and kidding. so, uh, wow. Who knows what's next for Chosen, but welcome to SHW. Yeah, kind absolutely. And, and he grabbed the mic. You know, he kind of put everybody on notice, let everybody know that he is Chosen. And, uh, yeah, he he's chosen. here in SHW. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody. What was it? He said all these other guys are made, but I'm Chosen or something yeah, like that. I, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so everybody's uh, gonna have to just keep their head on a swivel, especially. I would think, especially if you're holding any up. sort of yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> especially, I would think if you hold any kind of championship in the company, mm-hmm. I would, uh, I'd be on the lookout. But uh, man, and what for any, imp- any reason? Because he had absolutely no reason to come out. None. He just because he wanted to mm-hmm. dominate. So, I mean, yeah. 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 So, I, I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, I, I, you know. We were just as shocked as everybody else in the building. We were picking our jaws up off the floor during the whole that whole mm-hmm. transaction of him getting in the ring and stepping mm-hmm. over the rope mm-hmm. so easily over the top rope and just man, ah, it, 
like GB said, you have to see it to believe it. And seeing it in person, you just need to be there. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can watch on IWTV. You can see the photos. It doesn't do it justice. You got to see this guy in person. It's something else. But uh, anywho, moving on down the card. We had CT Keys taking on the greatest, baddest, best, Nodgicism. Now, Nodge, of course, uh, fired up after last month. He had that open challenge where he took on Nick Halen. Uh, He lost that match, thanks in large part to distraction and interference from CT Keys. So, uh, of course, wanting to get his revenge there. Now, CT Keys, the last time we saw him in a singles match, I won't go into too much details, but it did kind of go viral after he did. Uh, handled uh, his business that night. And, of course, everybody from that point on was like, well, this guy needs to pick on somebody his own size, which had us concerned because Naja is clearly not CT <laughs> Keys' size. size. And, uh, but what I will say, Damn. it might have been a rough night at the office for Nodgicism the other night. But I earned, and I already had mad respect for Naja. After mm-hmm. all we've seen him do, the the whole feud with Owen Knight over the past year, uh, 2023, uh, starting in 2022, going all the way through 2023, uh, with the best of seven, and then all the the, the three stages of hell match, and all, all the other crazy matches he's had with Owen and and others along the way. Um, so I've always had mad respect for Naja, but that respect grew even more after seeing the fight he put up against mm-hmm. CTPs because I think everybody in their right mind, looked at it and looked at the size difference and thought, oh, Naja doesn't stand a chance here. CT Keys is going to destroy him. Well, that wasn't right. the case. Naja, right off the bat, right off the bat, went right on the attack, and I think it stunned Keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it stunned a lot of people in the audience, but, you know, Keys for sure, because he's like, wait a second. You know, he, he probably came in thinking this is going to be light work, going to be an easy day at the office, and uh, Naja said, yo, not so fast. That's not going to be the case. And, uh, mm-hmm. man, put up one heck of a fight. But uh, uh, for for such a clash of styles and cl- a clash of sizes, I thought, man, what an incredible matchup uh, last Friday. What you guys think? To those who don't know Naja, probably could look at that flyer and think, okay, this, this guy's clearly the underdog, right? Mm-mm. He put in some work. Mm-hmm. I mean, some work. He had yeah. CT, CT stammering around. I honestly thought, Anytime he, he could have he could have pinned him easily. Anytime, totally. Totally. but I don't know. We could watch this match, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait for it to come out. I'm gonna watch this one again. This one is a classic, really. This is if there's a highlight reel for Nodgicism, this one. I don't care if he lost, whatever. This was a highlight reel for Naja, and he killed it. I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say about CT Keys in his performance, but Naja definitely the all star in this one for sure. Yeah, it was clear that CT Keys needed help, which most of us didn't anticipate being an issue. But literally from the word go, Naja literally went in. It was like he was shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely took it to CT Keys. I really think that CT Keys and Todd Sexton were shook. They were yeah. clearly shook yes. to, to the point where CT Keys was pinned mm-hmm. and Todd Sexton threw the chain in and it disturbed everybody and it gave ct keys enough time to gather himself and pull off some chicanery to win it it, it was just that crazy we've not seen ct keys threatened before until Mm -hmm. this match so this said a lot about the heart and the toughness i mean you know if you're measuring by heart uh nodicism is the size of chosen i mean like it's really like that and he did a phenomenal job uh, nothing to be ashamed of as long as his mm-hmm. body can hurry up and heal. 
I'd love to see them run that one back because I yeah. think it was a, an incredible, incredible match. CT Keys is still a problem, and I will not be looking him in the eye either. Yeah, absolutely not. We, you know, we talked about that the other night too, GB. We always have that rule as far as when uh, Judas comes to the ring, don't make eye contact. But now we've just kind of put a blanket statement on all of the end game, any of them mm -hmm. that come to the ring, especially CT Keys as well. Right. Like, just don't make eye contact. I don't want to deal with these guys. Nope. Um, sometimes we can't help it because Nick Halen or Todd Sexton will come get in our face for whatever reason. But we we try to just do our job. Just avoid eye contact. That's all. That's all. I don't want any drama. <laughs> but, uh, uh, man, what a what a great match. Up until the end, of course, there was a little chicanery, as you mentioned. Now, um, one thing, though, that uh, – that they did at the end, hitting the jackhammer, throwing up the Captain C, kind of a, a, a mocking Gunner Miller, the people's captain, if you will. Uh, now, we have seen in, in past months CT Keys do that, where he's used Gunner's maneuvers and thrown up the Captain C, and, but yep. we haven't seen Gunner Miller in a while. And so uh, we'll get to what happened at the end of the show here in a little bit because that would soon change. But uh, as they were kind of doing another beatdown on or, or attempting a beatdown on Naja at the end of the match after it was over, out come the hierarchy to what we think is to save the day, at least save Naja for the time being. Uh, we end up getting another uh, a back and forth between Todd Sexton and Murder One. We've seen that a couple times before when they get on the mic, and it's, uh, it's always pretty entertaining because uh, it's always nice to see Murder's not afraid to put Todd right in his place. And, uh, you know, the hierarchy, Murder and Joe Black, not going to back down from anybody. And so uh, it was interesting. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, beginning of this show, that we ended up having a, an SHW title match that we weren't expecting. We did know that Judas and Kenway were going to have a match. Uh, it had never been announced as a championship match until this moment when uh, Murder One basically coaxed sexton into turning it into a championship match by calling him uh well several names under the sun i won't repeat several them names. but uh, the crowd in the building started repeating them as they would chant along with murder one but uh yeah sexton would give in and make it a championship match in the main event we were going to see judas and kenway for the title but he would also come back to murder one and say hey by the way you know with sunny days missing Sauronaro is going to need a new partner for this tag championship match. And by the way, that partner is none other than in-game member Nick Halen. And as he says that, Nick Halen and Sauronaro with steel chairs in hand attack uh, Joe Black and Murder One. But I will tell you this. You talked about some stank earlier. They did not have enough stank on those chair shots, chair shots because it seemed like it didn't have much effect on the hierarchy. But, of course, that would kick off our tag team championship match. Uh, and... What an insane turn of events that turned out to be because I never in my wildest dreams or in this case, maybe nightmares would have expected Sauronaro to pick Nick Halen as his replacement partner. How, what'd you guys not think in about his that? Right mind. He's not in his right mind. Well, there's that. <laughs> there's no logic in anything he does or says, honestly, but he's Sal. You got to love him regardless of what path he's on. He's our he's pal. Sal. Yeah. He's our pal. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, I, I guess. Him. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. You don't have to like his decisions or his choices, but you yeah, like it, this it, one. No, it, it's, it was a wild, wild choice. And I guess uh, the high school counselor, Mr. Sexton, uh, does have a degree of influence somewhere around these parts when he's not in Canton High. Um, and so it's so interesting to see how he potentially negotiated with Sal Renaro 
to get Nick Halen this tag team title match. It's really quite interesting. You do know that high school counselors really do have quite a bit of influence. I mean, they do help their students, you know, get, get placement for these uh, placement tests and get them ready for college and help them with their entrance essays and all these kinds of things. So I wonder if it be used that kind of influence and stroke to be able to uh, coerce uh, one of the members, I don't know if he's the happy or the madness, but he can coerce them either way to uh, take Nick Halen on. A little bit his, of both. A little, a bit, little of both. bit of both <laughs> as his tag team partner. And as, you know, is is the case, obviously he was a, a wee bit manipulated himself by one murder one. It's interesting to see what's going to happen with Mr. Sexton. I think Tom Neighbor just gave Salas fruit cup at lunch. He, he might me. have. It might have been that simple. I'm it just... I just have this thought in my M &Ms. mind of like, <laughs> if we have any uh, listeners out there that are good, like graphic designers, graphic artists, I feel like we could make a fun, uh, like TV show promo poster along the lines of like hanging with Mr. Cooper, but instead it'd be like hanging <laughs> I mean, with Mr. Sexton. I mean, we do have Sexton. Cheyenne the sign girl. Could yeah, like, like, you know, something like that. Cause I could picture, could you imagine like a, like a, a high school yeah, counselor sitcom? And all mm -hmm. the students are like some of these roster members on the, on the SHW <laughs> roster. And, uh, and yeah, you got the counselor is Todd Sexton. Uh, I mean, what a, what a wacky sitcom that would be. I just, mm -mm -mm -mm. could you imagine? Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting with Crazy. Mr. Sexton. It'll be great. Sitting with Mr. Sexton. Yeah, It'll yeah, be yeah. great, I tell you. Shenanigans. <laughs> Well, the way yeah. this this tag title match played out, I mean, it was a pretty good back and forth. It was it was fairly chaotic for the most part, but uh, all of a sudden we see a video on the screen behind us. We see Sunny Days. He's locked in a room. The outside double doors have a chain wrapped. He's locked in. He's banging on the doors trying to get out. Then all of a sudden we hear the maniacal laughter, that the unmistakable laughter of the Reverend as he comes out on the stage. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the ring when nobody's paying attention. The Killbilly, another member of the Coven of the Goat, along with the Reverend and Tank. The Killbilly, Nathan Mowry's in the ring and sh throws a fireball in mm. Sauronara's face, which uh, which allows him to go down and then uh, murder one, I believe. Uh, or no, maybe uh, Joe speared him after that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they were able to pin Sal and uh, retain the tag team titles. But I had asked GB on commentary. I was like, so am I to understand now that the people responsible for kidnapping, I guess you could say sunny days, uh, would be the coven of the goat. And which I, that's what it seemed to me. And I think that's what it seemed to the people in the audience. And so where does it go from here? Uh, do we see, I uh, certainly, that's not going to be the end of it. I mean, certainly we'll see Sal and Sonny, I guess, go after the coven of the goat or vice versa or something. I guess time will tell. But, uh, from that point though, then you have uh, that led into our, our main event match, which was the Kenway and Judas. And um, I'll let you guys take it from here. But well, GB, your thoughts real quick on on uh, on uh, Sunny or yeah, Sunny and Sal and Nathan and the fireball and all that. You know, one of the things that I was wondering was who in the world could possibly kidnap Sunny Days. Right. We were wondering that the whole show. Sunny Days is, is you know, not the size of a certain gear guy. So, like, you can't just pick him up and put him over your shoulder and, and stuff him in a trunk somewhere. But so, neither is Tank. Well, and that, and, and it wasn't until we heard the laughter of the Reverend, we mm -hmm. saw the Kill Billy in the ring, that it all clicked. It could have only been Tank and the Coven of the Goat 
who could have pulled that off. And right. so that's where it all started clicking. And uh, th you want to talk about a crazy, crazy rivalry. It's crazy on all sides between the Coven and the Goats, Coven of the Goats and Happy Madness. So, woo, get ready. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see. I, and I said to you that night, especially with the fireball, no pun intended, uh, but the tag division is heating up for sure. Like, I mean, it's, is. you know, there was a time where, you know, it was like, we wondered, <clears throat> it was like tag teams always having to come in from the outside to face our right. tag champions. And now the tag division has kind of exploded and uh, it's uh, anybody's ball game at this point, but uh, sitting on top of the heap though, is still the hierarchy after they retained the other night. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. we'll, the we'll tag no longer looks like Adele, where we're saying hello from the outside. So appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> hello from Carry on. The oh, sorry. There it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our main hey, event. You, you do a lot of singing, even He certainly does. Before. He's just you been hiding on that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Notice yeah. you didn't say good singing. <laughs> you just said singing, ah. which is fair. <laughs> You hadn't let it loose, but you do a lot of singing. Yeah, you're yeah, on. Yeah, you do. I, I, we pay attention. Yeah, yeah. I practice yeah. in the shower all the time yeah. in my yeah. car when I'm driving to the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangster's Paradise, by the way, GB. We still owe. Uh, true. We still owe Caprice and Ian a, a video of our karaoke yes, carpool karaoke. Uh, I haven't forgotten, even though that was what three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't forgotten. Uh, main event time. All right, Judas and the Kenway. Now, again, we didn't find out until like 15 minutes, 20 minutes before this, that this was now going to be a, a championship matchup. So how are you feeling if you're the Kenway going into this match? I mean, initially you're going into it thinking, oh, I got my hands full. They gave me the biggest, baddest dude in the end game. They're trying to get back at me for last month and uh, a swerve that I pulled. And then 20 minutes before match time, <laughs> 20 minutes before match time, all of a sudden you realize, oh, now it's for the SHW championship. Mm -hmm. So what yes. does that do to your mentality? Uh, GB, what do you think going into this match? What does that you do know, to Kenway? Part of me wonders if the shock was more so for Judas. I wonder if, you know, uh, Murder One had said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to try to hook you up with this. Just, just sit back here. Let me go out here and handle it. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Either way, I'm not sure if it was the best move for the Kenway just because he was already in trouble for trying to dupe the end game. And we all know Mr. Sexton is not trying to get duped. He's going to feel some kind of way and he's going to give you an extra test just because you tried to out outdo him. And that's what they had planned. You add a title to it. That makes Judas even more dangerous. And it seemed as though Judas lived up to every bit of that yeah and yes talk about dangerous i mean he beat yes way down before the bell even rang uh, which which that goes to show you like i feel like judas like you said maybe he's kind of nervous going into it like okay i need to get some sort of advantage here let me uh beat on this guy a little I mean, bit bloodied him up the blood I mean, was flowing yeah 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 and uh ended up uh judas ended up winning via submission he had that boston crab sunk in real deep and kenway oh. did everything in his power to not give up and he didn't give up he ended up passing out yeah. uh as as joe and murder would come back to the ring trying to encourage him to get to the ropes and uh, he just he just couldn't do it and of course we end up seeing this which which i don't know if this will ever end this back and forth between the end game and the hierarchy but mm -hmm. the end game with the numbers uh advantage until 
we hear this is not a test. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is reality. <laughs> Sounds like Kane. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Two words. Suck right. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, throwback to the attitude era for you folks that uh, yes. don't know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and Kane was in DX for that brief yes. time. Uh, two seconds. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. But he tagged with the X-Pac. Anyways. Uh, but yes, so Gunner, Gunner Miller's music hits. We haven't seen Gunner in a long time. He comes out, kind of evens the odds a little bit. Uh, a little face-to-face with CT Keys. Even hit CT with a, with a spear. And of course, mm-hmm. like I said, CT's kind of been mocking Gunner over the last several months anyway and we've been haunting, wondering yes yeah. yeah it's haunting and we've been wondering uh where gunner's been and if if he would retaliate and uh talk about a retaliation what a way to end the show um yeah. so now speaking of that ending though yeah he he picks up the title only to have joe snatch mm-hmm. that title so yeah there's so many questions where we're yeah. going here yeah it's, it's oh, interesting because Gunner, Gunner, obviously with his eyes on CT keys, but again, has his eyes on the title, you know, Judas, the one that beat Gunner, thanks mm-hmm. to Todd Sexton's, uh, uh, you know, underhanded tactics as the official yes. that night, uh, you know, and then of course, Joe getting screwed over with the title situation in December mm-hmm. and him wanting the title again. And yeah, both those guys picking up the title belt. It was like, Oh, <laughs> what's about to happen here. But, uh, Man, what a way to end the show. What'd you guys think with that with that craziness at the end? Are we gonna have an among contenders match or mm-hmm. something? Are we I mean is that, that could be a possibility, right? A th- triple hey, threat? Here, like I've told you guys before, I don't text Jake. Jake texts me when necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't he know. Does, it doesn't not... come in as a block text, I promise you. You can so... <laughs> be talking to him, laying laying in bed trying to go to sleep. Oh, hey Jake. <laughs> What's going on, Jake? What's What's new, Jake? LOL, Jake. <laughs> yeah, you know Who's me. Your BFF. You know me. <laughs> Wait till he comes back around. That picture's not going to be so hard to get next time. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. J- Jake sends the funniest <laughs> memes, you guys. Oh, I'm funny. sure he does. See? Full of snakes, I'm sure. <laughs> By the way, before we before we go any further, I just want to say, did anybody else see Jake lay out Jose the assistant the other night on Dynamite? That was pretty, pretty awesome. Did. I was like, that's pretty our good. matchmaker. That yeah, is our is. matchmaker. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, back to the ending of the uh, SHW fifty eight. Good, good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it it was it was wild. It was crazy, and you know you, you can't call it. I I will say you 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 talked about it expertly, Diana. You know, Gunner getting cheated out of the championship, Joe getting cheated out of the championship in two completely different ways. You know, both of them could argue a claim to the championship, though most recently we would have to give that to Joe Black since he made the champion pass out. And uh, again, Mr. Sexton, you know, pulling his uh, counselor cards and thinking he can just say whatever he wants, you know, and, you know, these these people apparently listen. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. What will the matchmaker do? How will he settle this? Because I think both of them have a claim could there be a number one contenders match could there be some other thing that's going on that might force them to team up against the end game as the end game and the hierarchy continue their battle and of course you've got Gunnar miller in there so all sorts of questions we don't have any answers that's why we are feverishly waiting for shw 59 on february the 2nd to hopefully get some answers 
Yeah, and uh, I mentioned uh, earlier in the show that earlier today, as a matter of fact, it was announced that the IWTV Championship will be on the line once again in an SHW ring on February 2nd at SHW 59. Cruel defending against international superstar, suicide. I mean, this guy, he's like mysterious. He's enigmatic. You've seen him in uh, TNA back in the day and even more recently as well, all over the indie scene. And, of course, now he gets his IWTV World Championship opportunity right here in an SHW ring. Uh, It's going to be an exciting match for sure. But on that note, on the note of Cruel, I don't know if you guys saw earlier this week, I don't know if it was – uh the sunday saturday or sunday after the show might have even been monday i can't remember but our buddies from tapped out wrestling uh the tapped out wrestling podcast had sent over this video of matt griffin and he's given his Ooh. thoughts on what had happened at shw 58 during that whole segment with him and gary and uh but basically like like a like a threat like just calling out shw like of what's gonna what's coming down the line in 2024 and that you know, action wrestling. I don't know. I, you go back and watch it. It's on the SHW Facebook page. But it's like basically, you know, he's not done. Like this ain't done yet. You know, this isn't over. I'm like, dude. Every time you show up in our building, you hightail it over the guardrail. One of the shows, you you ran down the down the to the other end of the complex through the nightclub and trying to escape. Like, okay, big bad threat from. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to take. Flask was it, but he had to go refill it. That's that's what he was claiming to be drinking his morning coffee during this video, and I was wondering what's in that cup if it was indeed coffee or or something else, right? So, anyways, who knows what that means? Uh, time will tell, we shall find, we shall find out as time goes on, but uh, yeah. February 2nd, SHW 59. We've got a lot more to come, a lot more uh, match announcements to come in the, in the next couple of weeks uh, to pump up that show. But also a quick reminder that January 27th, that's a mm. Saturday. It's the Saturday before SHW 59 at Wild Wing Cafe in Alpharetta, the second annual in-person Georgia Wrestling History Award show uh, will be taking place uh, V3 will be there. I think we'll be there hosting again, some sort of hosting duties what I hear. Uh, of yeah. sorts. And so we shall see how that goes. Uh, congratulations again. We announced it. Uh, GB mentioned it on the pre-show last week. All three of us have been nominated once again. So thank you to everybody that uh, nominated us. And uh, congratulations to all the other nominees as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know you guys are looking forward to that as well. Yes, it's always fun to get together with our peers and, and have a, a night just to chill and and have fun and, and joke and start more crap with each other. <laughs> so, I don't know who's getting slapped this year, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, go ahead, GB. Well, no, no, I was going to say, you know, they, they have quit SHWO. They haven't quit Georgia wrestling or mm. independent wrestling. So they'll so, probably be there. And they are nominated. So yeah. I imagine they, they would probably be there. So be careful, Brandon. Be careful, Diana. Um, they're they're nominated Thanks, in a few girl. categories, and and Bryce Cannon is nominated in some pretty big categories. A lot, so, yes, uh, including <laughs> of the year. I think male performer of the year. Like he's he's all over the place, and so it's it's going to be interesting. I want to remind all of you that you can attend this event mm-hmm. as well. So this is not just for uh, the wrestling, uh, the wrestlers and promoters. It is for the fans as well. And why I think this is so cool, if you've never had a chance to go to an award show, 
Usually if you go, you usually don't get a chance to get close enough to the performers, the artists, that type of thing. They're usually seated in one section and you get to sit super far away. Well, it's a night where you can interact with some of mm -hmm. your favorite wrestling personalities. You can cheer them on, cheer on your favorites uh, as they are uh, being nominated and giving speeches. There's going to be performances. It's going to be really, really awesome. So uh, tickets are available right now. So you want to make sure that you get your tickets for this event uh, and be there. So that you, you don't have to wait for an announcement. You don't have to wait for somebody to do a flyer. You can witness it as it happens. Mm -hmm. Find out who becomes the winners in all of these super important categories, honoring the best in Georgia wrestling. Absolutely. Does tickets. have the link for that ticket? I, you got you, the ticket? You just beat me to it. GeorgiaWrestlingAwards.eventb.com. I'm putting it right there on the screen so you can see it. So, yeah, there you go. GeorgiaWrestlingAwards.eventb.com. Go ahead and get your tickets now. And yeah, because I don't believe tickets will be available at the door like they are at the wrestling shows at SHW. So, you're going to want to get these ahead of time so that way they know how much food to provide everybody and all that good stuff. So, but go ahead and do that now. It is open to the public. Invite all your friends. Yeah. Come on out and let's uh, let's have a great time. And you get to dress up as well, you know. So you know you don't have to Please, wear your don't favorite come in your wrestling. Pajamas. Please don't don't wear your favorite wrestling t shirt. <laughs> like come dressed. You can possibly even get on the red carpet. Like it's gonna be an entire thing, dance floor, all of the things. It really was special last year, and I'm looking yeah. forward to connecting again. You know, we, we when we usually get to these spaces, obviously we're there for the show, et cetera, et cetera. It's a w wonderful time for people to be able to just interact yeah. and enjoy and celebrate the last year because this really was an amazing year for Georgia wrestling. And I'm really, really glad that we get to celebrate all of the accomplishments that happened. And again, that is two weeks from tomorrow. So you want to make sure you get your tickets now. Do not delay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as GB mentioned, there is a red carpet, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's when you can show up, get your pictures on the red carpet. The actual award show itself starts at 7 p.m. So 6 o'clock, red carpet is open. 7 o'clock, award show starts. And that's uh, Wild Wing Cafe in Alpharetta and uh, GeorgiaWrestlingAwards.eventb.com for your tickets. Uh, we can't wait to see you there. But, of course, we'll see you back here on this very podcast next Friday. That's going to do it for this week. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. Show me. Bad boys for life.